All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the On Call Empath. And today I have a very special guest. Her name is Heather Peterson. She's a mind body uh, coach and founder of Pain Free for Good. Today, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things that you guys do not want to miss, especially if you have experienced any type of health issue, uh, mysterious pain, and you always wanted to know what other resources out there. Before we start, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. This is not medical advice. If you have any medical issues, make sure you see a qualified physician. This is just our experiences. So with that said, Heather, welcome to the On Call Empath. It's an honor to have you. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. here. Absolutely. So yeah, I was just uh, going through your Instagram and you, all of your content really stood out to me and resonated. As you know, I've been dealing with pain for like decades and it moves around and I've seen so many different doctors and I went to so many different people in my life and I got to a point where I was just so frustrated. I wasn't getting any answers and just everything that you were saying on your Instagram really like it really spoke to me. And I, I wanted you to come on here to talk to all the empaths, the trauma victims, all the people out there of your experiences. So tell us a little bit how you became a mind body coach and what led you to the amazing work that you do today. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Excited to be here and share, you know, my passion. So I'm a mind body coach. I help people in chronic pain and disease. I got into this uh, not because of my own free will, but because I was led down the path of chronic pain and disease myself. Um, I had a, a healthy childhood. I had a great upbringing, no, no childhood trauma um, that I was aware of at the time. <laughs> we all have perceived trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I didn't start having any kind of pain or disease until I was in my twenties. Um, mm -hmm. I, I went through a hard divorce. Um, and those were my, when my first symptoms kind of showed up leading up to that, I suffered from debilitating migraines, um, knee pain, plantar fasciitis. I was a runner and that mm -hmm. kind of made me stop in my tracks. Um, I, then I, then I, um, was remarried. Um, my husband had three kids. I had one. So I went from one kid to four. And then a year later we added our fifth. And so blending a family brings its own, um, battles and, and hardships. And, um, I started having a lot more, a lot more issues. I went from being perfectly healthy to having vertigo, sinus, mm -hmm. like horrible pain, um, ear pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, female issues, chronic fatigue, hypothyroidism, adrenal fatigue, hormone imbalance. I mean, you name it. I was mm -hmm. kind of a mess for a, several years and I went to every doctor, every specialist. I had MRIs and blood work and yada, yada, you name it. Spent all the money, mm -hmm. was on, put on drugs for the rest of my life. Um, and I kind of just accepted my diagnosis at the time and thought, well, this is the way it is apparently. And um, at the time my husband was battling his own, um, pain. He was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, which for those of you who don't know is a, um, autoimmune disease and it brings extreme back pain. So, um, yeah. that, it got real bad to the point where he, 
um, thought about taking his life. And that was really hard for me to hear on top of blending a family on top of my own um, problems. And, and so as a family, as a whole, we just kind of, um, we're about as low as we could go, you know, and our kids were battling their own issues with, with things. My uh, stepdaughter was really having a hard time with migraines and she was only mm-hmm. two or three at the time. And it was a, a daily thing and it was very stressful. Mm-hmm. My, both, both my boys were um, battling ADHD. And so we were just kind of this storm of mm-hmm. mind body conditions. And um, so then I was uh, happened to happen upon Dr. Sarno's yes. work and by the grace of God, <laughs> I, I love that. I soaked it up and I was thirsty for more. And I read all the books about all the mind body conditions and anybody mm-hmm. who had any knowledge of it, because that resonated with mm-hmm. me and spoke to me at a level that nothing, yeah. no doctor could. And, um, I was, I was healed of my own conditions off of all mm-hmm. medication within a few months and my husband within nine months to a year. And all of our kids were no longer dealing with the things they were either because yeah. of this awesome work. And I felt, you know, compelled to help others and shout mm-hmm. from the rooftops. I just want, every, I wanted everybody who dealt with any kind of pain to know that, you know, true healing is for everyone. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're battling. Yes. Thank you for sharing all that. I know it must have not been easy. And um, I know firsthand, I mean, I'm still kind of going through it, but Sarno's work definitely uh, changed my perspective with TMS. Um, I've had a lot of TMS specialists on this podcast as well that also confirmed that there is something there with trauma and actual physical pain, um, especially with the vagus nerve and all mm-hmm. of those things that come into play. Um, and uh, it's not just talked about when you go to your doctor's office, when you go to see your regular doctor, for some reason, nobody ever talked about how I was doing or what was going on in my background or in my life. Um, and you don't get that nowadays to, to, you know, when you go into get a checkup, it's like 15 minutes, you get a, you know, some pills and then you're sent home. So my question to you is, you know, why is it a better choice to go through you know, let's say something alternative than say, you know, going to other practitioners in your opinion. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, let me ask you, um, <laughs> do you want to just take a pill for the rest of your life or would you rather figure out why your pain started, why your disease started? Oh yeah. Like that, that was a big issue too. It's like, I would have to have my pain pills to function mm-hmm. and thankfully I'm no longer on them, but hell no. I, I, it's like, you're a slave to that. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I would say, you know, getting to the root cause of your pain is the number one factor. And, and, and I take pride in getting to know my clients at a very deep level. From the first meeting, I ask a lot of deep personal questions. I get to know them in a very Mm -hmm. intimate basis. And and we, we discussed a lot of uncomfortable traumas and, and their past and their upbringing. And and mm-hmm. so I feel like getting to know the person and what makes them tick and the traumas they've been through and, and why their belief systems, you know, mm-hmm. that really, that really helps me have a better understanding of them and how to point them in the right direction. So I would say, why wouldn't you choose someone who really wants to get to know you, you know? Yeah. Um, I just feel like um, we've gotten so far away from permanent healing yeah. in the Western society and 
um, we're, our society is almost like fixated on band-aids, you know, let's take a pill, let's have a yeah. surgery, let's just get the pain to go yeah. away. But why don't you want the pain to go away permanently instead yeah. of just for this short period of time until your next pills due to be taken, right? Sure. I just feel like true healing is never going to be found in a lab or in a pill or in a surgery or replacing your hips or your knees. Mm -hmm. Um, and true healing is found with, within ourselves. Yeah. I love how you said that. And I mean, there was actually a particular post that you did make, um, that I read before I even contacted you in the first place. It was, um, it was a little while ago, you, you had posted something along the lines of, and I'll read it out loud. It was uh, one of your posts that says, she silently stepped out of the race. She never wanted to be in and found her own lane and proceeded to win. I am here. I am me. I am winning uh, for being who I am and truly meant to be. And that like whole thing really spoke to me. And if you can kind of convey like what was going through your mind because you went through a whole process and now it seems like you're over it mm -hmm. so can you just kind of explain to like all the audience member you know first how how it felt how did you know you were out of it and then two what are some of the common uh, misconceptions that people have sure so I I mean I'm sure I'm just like everybody else that goes <laughs> to the doctor and they just want someone to tell them what's going on and they want the answers, you know? And, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know the last time I went to the doctor and I truly felt understood and heard and exactly. like, like I was on the clear path to being out of whatever I was dealt mm -hmm. with. And, and so, um, my first experience actually with the mind body connection was with, uh, an energy worker. I had a mm -hmm. cranial sacral with the amazing lady named Andrea Carver. And, mm -hmm. um, she, explain to me you don't just have like all of these trapped traumas in your body you actually this this is the reason why you're sick this is the reason why you have hypothyroidism because you don't dare to speak your truth you know mm -hmm. this is why you have migraines because your positive outlook is outweighing or your negative mm -hmm. outlook is outweighing your your positive um your your ears you don't like what you're hearing you know all of the things the turmoil that's going on in, in your world is is hard to hear mm -hmm. and and I could go on and on about each mind body yeah. condition I had and the emotion associated yeah. with it, but I felt understood finally. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that made sense to me. I just sure. wanted someone to hear me out and to be like, this is why, this is why the, the, the energy behind it and the mm -hmm. emotion and the suppression that spoke to me at such a deep level, because mm -hmm. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a people pleaser. I'm a goodest. I'm, <laughs> I'm that type A personality and all of those, you know, personality yeah. types that make you more susceptible to pain but I mean that yeah. I was walking living proof of all, all of that and as most yeah. people who suffer are right and so that made more sense to me than pain just showing up right yeah it's so funny you mentioned all those traits you know people pleasing boundary issues like that's all like the empaths like we all have mm -hmm. problems uh speaking up or sometimes trauma victims they they'll repress uh, emotions from years and years of abuse and they'll go through EDMR therapy or, you know, they'll go through some intense, intense trauma work. Uh, Cause I've had a lot of trauma specialists on this podcast and literally they're like cured after. And that leads me to ask you, you know, it's like, wait a minute, there is definitely a connection and why are, why isn't the medical community talking about it? Now, here's the thing. I know there's a lot of money involved and there's oh, yeah. money in the pills and marketing and all that stuff. 
but the bottom line, we're dealing with people, human lives. And that's why having dialogues like we are today, again, we're not giving advice. We're just giving our two cents and what we've been through. But I do want to say that there is there there is something definitely out there. Next time you go to your doctor, if they don't ask you or um, how you're doing, like what's going on behind, you know, closed doors when, you know, in your life and, and they're just trying to get you in and writing a prescription and out, that's usually a red flag. It's time to find a new doctor. Cause I went through probably 20 of them. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I live in one of the, I think, I feel like I live in one of the worst States where, you know, it's just um, the, the goal is to pack in as many patients as possible within a, 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 a time period. Cause I do know that my, all my family are doctors and they tell me behind closed doors, like, you know, we don't have time to spend 15 minutes, let alone 20, 25, 30 minutes with one, you know, patient, we have to keep moving them along. So what is the quality of care and what happens to that person when they leave the office? Absolutely. They're just being band-aid and they're getting worse and you're throwing more medication at them. Well, as you know, more people are talking about Sorno's work. Um, there's a book called the great pain deception also, which changed my mind. Um, uh, also I'm calling BS on the whole thing. Now, granted, I have very great respect for the medical community and they have their place. Um, but when it comes to pain and, you know, mind body, I think there has to be something that needs to be done. And that's why I really respect the work that you're doing today and sharing your story with so many people. Thank you. It's powerful. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're only, we're one of two countries in the world um, where direct con to consumer information is given to us. I mean, we're constantly inundated with um, commercials about mm -hmm. take this pill, take that, have this surgery. You know, it's it's amazing, and and that information should be for doctors to give to us, not for sure. us to, to be given to ourselves. And so that's how you know you're so off track. There's a book called um, How to Stop Worrying. My husband's going to kill me. <laughs> we talk about it every day. I'll stop worrying and start living, I believe. Yes. Dale yes. Carnegie, right? Yes. Yes. Great My book. Husband loves that book. But you you read that. And I mean, he they wrote that in the 40s. And <laughs> I mean, back then they had it right. I mean, it's amazing how far away we've gotten in, in what, 80 years away yeah. from, of, I mean, they had it figured out why, why we were getting sick and the emotions associated mm -hmm. with each thing. And, and now we're just like, Oh, that will, you must have something, your body's just breaking down. <laughs> and it's just amazing how far away we've gotten. And, and there is money and, and it's devastating when, when somebody is diagnosed with an incurable disease. I mean, I know no. for me, when I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and told I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life, that was a tough pill to swallow. And literally and figuratively. Mm. I mean, I just, when you give someone that diagnosis, it's, it, it is devastating and, and there's no money in it. And that's mm. why we're not talking about it in yeah. society. You know, my goal yeah. as a mind body coach is not to keep a client and, and the, yeah. the medicine is to keep a client. My, my goal is to give them the tools. Yeah. It doesn't matter what comes out of shoulder pain, back mm. pain, headaches. I mean, my goal is to teach them what they need to do from the start to, to overcome mm -hmm. anything that comes their way. And it's, right. it's the same for, I mean, the way I was brought up versus the way I'm raising my kids is completely different. Yeah. I mean, my mom, I was like, I have a stomach ache. And she's like, here's some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> I have a headache. Here's an ibuprofen. And my kids come to me and they they say, I have a headache. And I say, what happened at school? 
you know, and I, they say, I have a stomach ache. And I'm like, well, what, what information is, is hard for you to digest? You know, we really, we talk about the emotion associated with each thing and not yeah. giving them something to just take away the pain. Because when you address the emotion, the pain has no yeah. reason to stick around. One thing I do want to ask you, and I just want your opinion on this, because you definitely um, are the appropriate person to ask this to, but why do you think when you go to a doctor's office, they don't talk about um, nutrition, mind, body, meditation, movement, um, changing your diet and, and taking vitamins and, and eating what you're supposed to, why is it that they always go for the, the, uh, prescription pad? I mean, we, we already talked about money and, you know, trying to get people and repeat, you know, but it, it just blows my mind that they would just reach for the pad rather than ask, well, how is your day going? How's your life going? What, oh, you just went through a divorce. Okay. Well, are you seeking help for that? Okay. Let's get you into the right track instead of here, take some antidepressants, come back in two weeks and then we can up it, you know, and then you're hooked. For sure. I mean, first of all, they're not, um, therapists, right. And so they only have 15 minutes to, to figure (laughs) out a problem and resolve it and be on their way. But but more than that, I think there's a lot of HIPAA rights that they can't ask too many questions. They can't, uh, they can't get yeah. into that. My sister, she's actually a nurse practitioner and mm-hmm. she's learning from me, you know, um, <laughs> things. And, and sometimes I've had to like cram it down her throat a little bit just, just to, to, but she's really is, she's given a lot of Dr. Sarno books to people and recommendations about yeah. I mean, what's your stress level? And so I really just feel like it's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of information on, on all these doctors that are coming through because they have about this much information given to mm-hmm. them in, in this span of their schooling. And so it's really just, mm-hmm. it's a lack of, of knowledge in the mind body world. It's just yeah. straight physical. And that's interesting because I don't know of one curriculum that they teach in medical school. I mean, my whole family's come from a medical, you know, background. Mm-hmm. My dad's a neurologist, my sister's internal. Um, and they went over their medical programs and there's nothing in there that, um, that they talk about. Awesome that you are here and you're in front of everyone and just saying that you've found a way out. And so my next question to you is, you know, how do we focus, um, how do we take our focus off the pain? Because sure, somebody's listening on the other end saying, okay, well, that's all great, but how do I get rid of this? Like, all I think about is this pain. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's all consuming. When you're in it, you're in it. And it's very hard to get out of. I would say the first thing, and it's actually something I teach my clients is what you focus on magnifies, right? Mm-hmm. If, if everybody's got a, if you want a Louis Vuitton purse and everybody has one, that's all you're going to see when you're out in the world, right? Yeah. If, if, if someone, if you want a red Ferrari and everybody, all of a sudden everyone's driving a red Ferrari I yeah. mean, focus on magnifies. And so when you're constantly looking at my pain, my pain, my pain, and when's it coming back and how yeah. long is it going to last and how intense is it going to be that that will consume you? It will, you will not live life mm-hmm. outside of your pain. And so really we have to start filling our life, taking things out of the pressure cooker, because it's like, how long is the pain going to be? And like, you're adding all these ingredients of stress and worry and, and how intense is the pain. And you're focusing on that constantly day in, day out, 24, seven, you wake up, you think about it, you go to bed, you think about it. Right. And so changing your focus, um, it really is, you know, 
starts very small. Yeah. I would say, you know, you wake up and you immediately, you almost have to look for small wins in your day. And that's what I really focus on myself is I can think about, man, I have this laundry list of things I have to do and my kids, this and, mm-hmm. and the laundry and my clients and this and that, and it will bog you down if that's what I want to focus on. But if I can focus on, you know, I'm going to sip my tea and I'm going to enjoy yeah. it. And even though it's snowing outside, I'm grateful for it. We mm-hmm. need it. Um, I mean, it's, it's the small, I folded the laundry. I didn't push start again. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's these small little things that we change our focus on. Um, you can focus on what you have or what you don't have. You can have, sure. I mean, it really it boils down to focus is huge. I would also say changing your physiology is even yeah. more important than that. I would say, you know, when you're defeated and you're laying on the couch and you're just like being victim to the pain, it, you're, you're not going to ever get out of it. But if you can like sit up and change your physiology and put your shoulders back and you know, try to put a smile on your face. I can't mm-hmm. smile at you and you not smile back at me. You know, it's just like yawning. I mean, it, it our bodies respond to each other in that way. Yeah. And um, if you can change your physiology by moving um, to a different room, you can change your physiology by yeah. taking a walk, changing your focus off of the pain. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes such a big mm-hmm. difference. Also language, language is so important when you say, mm-hmm. I can't, it's hard, you know? Yes. Yeah. What you say out loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so your, your, your body is always listening to you at a cellular Mm -hmm. level. Your cells are always listening and waiting, waiting to respond to what you say, because everything you speak and everything you think your cells are listening. So when you say I can't, or or it's, I'm always going to be like, it's, it's defeating. And your, your body says, okay, you said it. But when you say I'm getting a little better every day, um, this is easier. My pain's not as bad. It really does start to change your cellular makeup. One thing I want to just point out to all you guys that are listening, I want to just say that words are so powerful. I mean, even like from childhood, when you, if you have an abuser or even when you go through a bad traumatic event, those words or that negativity sticks with us between those ages. And as we grow older, if we don't change the narrative and it's stuck in our brain, obviously we're going to like, when we hit something that we can't handle, we're, we're going to say it, we're never going to get better. And I was one of them. I, I'll admit, like, I was like, this is it. Like every doctor I go to said, I'm going to have pain. So that then that means I'm going to have pain, but it wasn't until I started throwing away my back brace and the creams and all those little electrodes that I bought off Amazon and all that was went to the garbage and something clicked in my head that says, okay, you can actually go out to dinner and not carry a book bag with, uh, you know, a cushion in there so you can sit so your back doesn't hurt. I, I said, whatever happens, it's going to happen. Um, and when I started training my brain to start loving my self-care and loving myself and journaling and movement and having these open conversations with people that get it like you, mm-hmm. I mean, I've had several mind body doctors um or therapists and and people all types of people on this podcast and one thing i will say 100% that each one of them has confirmed that there is a connection between trauma and pain and the more we come to conclusion 
uh, of that, the more we speak out, the more you can go to a friend, a coach, someone like yourself, that's when the healing begins. And that's my next question to you wrapping up here. How do we start the healing journey? Like with someone's listening right now, who's given up, what do they do? Well, I mean, I, I've dealt with this, you know, in my own home with my own kids, with my own husband. Yep. And, and, and so it's close to home for me. Um, I think, um, you know, listening, having a listening ear is so powerful. Um, you know, a lot of times people tend to want to rescue their family members or, and people want to be rescued. They want to be rescued from the pain. That's why they run to the doctor because they're so desperate for someone to give them attention that they so desperately need, whether that's emotional, physical, you know, um, I really think that talking through things, um, helps people to feel safe and, and they can be vulnerable and you're not going to have judgment on them. Um, learning to understand people, people's childhood trauma and having compassion for them. I mean, is, is huge. I I mean, how would you feel if someone just sat down and listened to you and been like, man, that's hard. You know, I'm really sorry Mm -hmm. you went through that and, and support them in a compassionate way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think encouraging people to have more soothing factors in their life, like encouraging them to sit Mm -hmm. down and not be so busy body, you know, (laughs) put your phone away and, um, have quiet time and just be in the present moment. I mean, we can't have pain in the present moment. Yeah. We can only have pain when we're living in the, in the past, which is depression. And then the future yeah. which is anxiety. anxiety. And so no love or no love, no pain can, can reside in the present moment. And the present moment is always love because yeah. when you're living in the future and the past, um, that's fear. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, well, let's bring it back. You know, let's have a conversation. Let's put the yeah. outside sources away. Um, and, and encourage them to be in an uplifting mm-hmm. environment. How often do people laugh, smile, like yeah. really deep belly laugh? Like not very many people do, especially <laughs> yeah. when you're in pain, but it's very hard to mm-hmm. stay in pain when, when you're laughing. Totally, um, totally. I read recently um, in a book I'm reading it's called Healing and Recovery by David R. Hawkins. It's amazing. If you haven't read it, <laughs> it's powerful. Um, but he talks about, um, people who go under anesthesia for surgery and, you know, they're cutting you open and moving things around and they don't have pain. Right. And, and why is that anesthesia has that effect on us? And it's because we are unconscious, right. And so we're not conscious of a lot of the emotions that we're repressing. Mm -hmm. So, um, we can be our own (laughs) anesthetic to ourselves. if, If we, if we really, um, come into the awareness that that's possible for us. Absolutely. And another good book is, uh, that comes to mind is the body keeps score and oh, yeah. that kind of changed my life too. Um, mm-hmm. and so all of you guys that are listening, even if you don't have pain, you never know later down in life, if anything does come up, just know, like when you reach out to somebody and you're able to express yourself and come back to love and just kind of stop looking at the news and stop like, you know, having uh, all these binge things on social media and having all this chaos that causes our nervous system to deregulate. And we're more prone to getting into more 
di- disease, like you said, it, you're you're going to have more health issues when if you don't take care of your mind and your body. And so, you're definitely onto something, and you know, definitely good at what you do. But um, before we take off, if you don't mind telling the listeners where we can find you and what's your handle on social media. Absolutely. So you can find me at painfreeforgood.com. You can also find me at painfreeforgood um, on Instagram and Facebook. And you can email me uh, at painfreeforgood7 at gmail.com. And I would love to take any questions and queries. I mean, I could talk all day about mind body stuff and I'm happy to hear (laughs) about yours. There you have it, guys. Check her out. I'll have everything in the bio below. And that does it for this episode.